0: Welcome to the Grace Point Assembly of God podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit gphixen.com. Now, let's get into a powerful message for your life from God's Word. Yeah. Well, this morning I want to continue our series of By My Spirit. By My Spirit. Um, Levi, this is a little bit too loud. I do believe I just got a little bit of a ring feedback there. There we go. That's not too much. There we go. All right. Um, So today we want to continue this series by my spirit. Um, And what I want to talk about is his main purpose in our lives. What is the Holy Spirit's main purpose In our lives, and so as I I get started here today, I'm going to turn on this mic, and we're going—I'm going to go down here. Somebody, tell me what you believe is the main purpose of the Holy Spirit being in our lives. Who has an answer for me? There we go, Doug. All right, I knew somebody would come up. (laughs) To point our lives towards Jesus. Point our lives towards Jesus. Okay, Miss Frankie. To give us power to be witness of Jesus. To be power power to be witnesses. Amen. Amen. Mike. Empower us and help us. Give us be our helper. Be our helper. Amen. Amen. Okay, Mom, here we go. To guide us and lead us on the right path. To guide us and lead us on the right path. Amen. Amen. All these things are great, aren't they? Yeah, amen. But which one do you believe is the main purpose? Huh? We're gonna look at that in just a second, okay? I want you to think about that because it's not that it's the only purpose, it's the main purpose. You know, because there's a lot that the Holy Spirit comes into our lives to do. We can read through the scriptures, and Jesus tells us, You need this Holy Spirit. I am going away so I can send Him to you. You need Him because He's going to be your helper. He's going to be your peace. He's going to be all these things in your life that you need. But then He gives us one statement, one thing that tells us what is the main purpose, I believe, and it's found in Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. And this is just before He leaves this earth. He's talking to His disciples, and He says... But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. I believe that this is the main purpose, not the only purpose, but the main purpose is to enable us, to empower us, to make us His witnesses. Because we've been talking about this over the last uh, several weeks, Um, I've, I've been talking about the fact that it's by my spirit, right? It's not by my might, it's not by my power, but it's by His spirit. He wants us to understand that this is an empowerment that comes into our lives to be His witnesses. So what does it mean to be a witness? What does it mean to be a witness? Somebody, somebody tell me that. I got some more people. Who wants, who wants to tell me what it means to be a witness? Come on, give me some, give me some definitions here. Corey, what does it mean to be a witness? <laughs> okay. Um, to share your testimony, to share the word of God um, to, to people who don't know. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Somebody else? Crystal? I saw that hand. Take me a little bit. I'm old. I'll get there. (laughs) I need a runner. (laughs) White Moody always said it was one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Very good. One beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Okay. Somebody else. What does it mean to be a witness? What does it mean to be a witness? Come on. I'll get you closer. (laughs) All right. Um, I think sometimes it's living the life and displaying the Jesus in us Amen. so that everybody else can see his light too. Amen. Amen. So it's, it's, it's how we live, okay? It's what we say, it's what we do, it's how we live. What else? Aurora? Come back here. That's all right. I need the exercise. It's also to be able to show and tell people your witness of what you have witnessed God has done in your life and the lives of others around you and how awesome and powerful is his love. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So it's personal. It's personal. That's good. Okay, you might come back to the other side. All right, here we go. <laughs> it's all right. It's also to confirm his word working with us and through us for signs, wonders, and miracles. Oh, wow. That's good. A confirmation of his word. Wow. Those are are great, great things to be a witness. And, And so we're looking at this word. What does it mean to be a witness? And here's what I've got. When I looked it up, it said, those whose lives and actions testify of the worth and effect of faith. That's a great definition. That kind of brings all of those together. It's those whose lives, so it's personal, it's those whose lives and actions testify, so how we live, what we say, what we do, they testify of the worth and effect of faith. Man, that's, that's powerful, isn't it? That's what it means to be a, test, a, a witness for Christ. The Holy Spirit's main purpose in our lives is to empower us to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. Marvelous work within our lives that is displayed in our actions and our speech. Amen? It, it, is, it is that power working in us to display Him. Right? That's what it means to be a witness. That's what it means. That's why we need... The power of the Holy Spirit. See, that's why I say it's the main purpose, is because without that, we cannot be witnesses. I can't be a witness if I don't have the Holy Spirit working in my life. I, I can't. I, there's nothing for me to testify about, there's nothing for me to live out, there's nothing for me to do in my own flesh. Without Him, I cannot be a witness. Something to think about, isn't it? So his, his main purpose is to give us this power to be a witness. And in the P3 series that we're studying, we're going to do this again on Tuesday night, this week. Okay, come out Tuesday night. We're going we're gonna to do another session of this P3 series. And in this teaching, Scott Wilson said something that, that I really find kind of shocking that that he said. And it's one of those things that you go, hmm, I don't know, but all right. He said, in essence, that he had asked God why some people seem to not receive the Holy Spirit's baptism in their lives. That's a good question, isn't it? Now, he prefaced this with definitely not in every case. Okay, so don't think this is the only reason, this is why people don't receive the Holy Spirit. But the Lord told him they don't need it. And he's like, What? What do you mean? You know, in your word, it, it, it says that every Christian needs it. He he says, you know, your word tells me that in John and Mark chapter 16, verses 16 through 18, it says, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Okay, so he's giving a a. a a list of what his believers, those who believe in him and follow after him will do, will have in their lives. And it says, in my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands and if they drink any deadly poison it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. And he said, Lord, in the scripture you are describing those who believe. And you clearly say they will speak in new tongues. They'll they'll, see healings. They'll see all these things taking place in their lives through them. So how can you say that they don't need the empowerment of your spirit? And this is what the Lord spoke to him. He said, if they are refusing to be my witness, they don't need my power. Now, this isn't the case for everyone. Trust me, okay? I have pray- I had to pray through for a long time until I received the power of the Holy Spirit in my life, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So that's not what we're talking about. What I'm talking about is a heart attitude of people who just come to church and are part of the church and they're in the church, but they don't want His power because they're not willing to go out and be His witness. Something to think about, isn't it? So do we really need this gift of power if we're unwilling to be his witness? The answer is no. I don't. But if I do want to be his witness, if I do want to be a believer in Jesus, if I do want to follow his commands, if I do have a heart after him, then I will want every bit of empowerment he has for my life. And that includes the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And that baptism of the Holy Spirit, that, that evidence that it has come in my life through the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, that is what I should be seeking after. Amen? Now, it's a gift, so God has to give it to you. I can't make you have it. You can't make Him give it to you. you got to seek after it. Amen? But it's in the heart. It's where we have to live and where we have to be. Too many want the gift of the Holy Spirit just for the gifts and benefits. <laughs> but when it says become his witness, they're like, hmm, no thanks. That's, that's for pastors and missionaries and those radical people, you know, like Corey sitting on the front row, you know, the radical ones. That's for them, that's for those people. Right? I mean they sit back and go, oh no, I'm just quiet, I'm I'm shy, I don't, I don't really, you know, need to be a witness for Christ. I'm just, you know, that's just not me. I'll serve in the church, I'll do it, but I'm just that's just not me. God gave this gift for every one of us. He offers it to every one of us to receive his power, to receive his power to be witnesses in this earth. So (laughs) Today, I want you to see two things very clearly. First, that if you are a follower of Christ, then you are to be a witness. Period. No question mark, no anything added to it. You are to be His witness if you are a follower of Christ. That's what He has called you to do. Second, if you are to be a witness, you need an empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Bottom line. So if you want to follow Christ, you need to be a witness. If you want to do that, then you have to have His power. That's it. That's, that's the bottom line. So this morning, we, 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 all, we are all to be witnesses, period, if we're following after Christ. So you may say, but, but I'm not that good at talking to people. I, I don't know really what to say, and I, I think I'm called to just help in the church and to sit in the church and support those who do go. Jesus didn't really give you an option. It's not an either or. It's not a, "Mm, yeah, I want this, but I don't want that. You're either all in or you're all out. Jesus said it in in Revelation. He made it very clear. He said there's going to be those that are hot and those that are cold and those that are lukewarm. And let me tell you something. I don't want to be in that middle category of thinking it's just okay to just go to church and be a part and do all my things, because it says he literally spits them out of his mouth. It makes him vomit to think that you are willing to just be in the middle, to be halfway. He wants you either hot. I wish that you were either hot or cold is what he says. He desires for us to be one or the other. Decide. Choose you this day. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's that, it's that drawing the line in the sand and saying, am I going to be a follower of Christ or am I not? If I am, then I need his empowerment to be his witness. I need to go and I need to proclaim with every bit of my life, every bit of my talk and my conversation and my, in my attitudes and everything that I am, I need to be a witness. But I can only do that with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You see, He laid down His life to give you this great gift. the gift of salvation, and now he is commanding you to go and to tell others. He he gave you the salvation, but they didn't stop there. He then said, now I give you my power to live in this world and to shine as a light, as a beacon in this world. He gave his life for that. It's not something to just go, well, I just don't think I care for that. Mm. Because he commanded us in Mark 16, 15, and he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. To the whole creation, to everyone, to the whole world. Proclaim to everyone. You see, we are all commanded to go. Not asked, not given an option, but commanded to go. Not just a few select individuals. He's not talking about a calling to a position of being a pastor, a worship pastor, a youth pastor. Uh, he's not talking about being a you know a calling to be a missionary. He's talking about a calling to go in His name and make disciples, and that's to everyone. To every one of us, every one of us, that He has called us to do that. What we do to be a witness may be different. Your calling to be a witness in this world is not the same calling as mine. Everywhere I go, everyone who sees me, no matter where I am this week, somebody from this church... Saw me at a restaurant, sent me a text, and said, I see you. (laughs) Won't name names, Eddie, but anyway. uh, (laughs) But immediately, I start looking around. But the thing is, is that as a pastor, everywhere I go, people are watching. But you as a Christian, everywhere you go. People are watching. You see, you need to understand that. You, you've got to understand that everywhere you are, when you're in the workplace and that person comes up and starts to tell that dirty joke, what do you do? Do you? Or do you stand back and just... Or do you, do you not do anything at all? You understand what I'm saying? Whatever we do, whatever they see, when, when they see you, what are they seeing? Are they seeing Jesus? Or are they seeing you wanting to fit in? It's important for us to, to realize that everywhere we go, we are a witness. And sometimes we don't want to go. Sometimes we don't want to be that witness. Sometimes I'll I'll be honest, there's days where I don't want to be that witness, and I want to just stay at home and sit in in my house and hide away from the rest of the world. I guess I'm the only one. I'm sorry. Must not be a very good pastor. No. You guys do the same thing. There's days when we just want to just, just hide away, but it's so important that we realize that there is a dying world around us. And they need to hear. And we may be the only witness that they receive. Let me give you a a story to give you kind of an illustration of this. A little boy put on his clothes for the cold and then told his father, Okay, Dad, I'm ready. And his dad, the pastor, said, Ready for what? He said, well, dad, it's it's time to go outside and distribute our flyers. Dad replied, son, it's it's very cold outside and it's drizzling. The child looked surprised at his father and said, but dad, people need to know about God even on rainy days. Dad replied, son, I'm not going outside in this weather. Yeah, it was the pastor. With despair, the child said, Dad, can I go alone, please? His father waited for a moment and then said, Son, you can go. Here's the flyers. Be careful. Thank you, Dad, the son said. And with this, the son went out into the rain. The 11-year-old walked all the streets of the village, handing out the flyers to the people he saw. After two hours walking in the rain and in the cold with his last flyer in his hand, he stopped on a corner to see if he saw anyone to give the flyer to. But the streets were totally deserted. Then he turned to the first house he saw, walked to the front door, touched the bell several times and waited. But no one came out. Finally, the boy turned to leave, but something stopped him. The child turned back to the door and began to touch the bell and pound the door strongly with his knuckles. He kept waiting. Finally, the door was opened gently. A lady came out with a very sad look and gently asked, What can I do for you, son? With radiant eyes and a bright smile, the child said, Lady, I'm sorry if I upset you, but I just want to tell you that God really loves you. And that I came to give you my last flyer, which talks about God and His great love. The boy then gave her the flyer. She just said, Thank you, son. God bless you. Well, next Sunday morning, the pastor was in the pulpit. And when the service began, he asked, Does someone have a testimony or something they want to share? Gently in the back row of the church, an older lady stood up. When she started talking, a radiant and glorious look sprouted from her eyes. Nobody in this church knows me. I've never been here before. Even last Sunday, I was not a Christian. My husband died a while ago, leaving me totally alone in this world. Last Sunday was a particularly cold and rainy day. And it was also in my heart that on that day, I came to the end of the road. Since I had no hope and didn't want to live anymore, then I took a chair and a rope and went up to the attic of my house. I tied one end of the rope to the rafters of the roof, and then I climbed onto the chair and put the other end of the rope around my neck. I then stood on the chair, so alone and heartbroken. I was about to throw myself off the chair when suddenly I heard the loud sound of the door being knocked. So I thought, I'll, I'll wait for a minute, and whoever it is will go. I waited and waited, but the door knocking was getting louder and louder every time it got so loud that I couldn't ignore it anymore. So I wondered, who could it be? No one ever comes close to my door or come to visit me. I released the rope from my neck and went to the door. While the bell was still ringing and the door was still being knocked on, when I opened the door, I couldn't believe what my eyes saw. In front of my door was the most radiant and angelic child I've ever seen. His smile, oh, I I can never describe it. The words that came out of his mouth made my heart dead so long come back to life. When he said with the voice of a cherub, Lady, I just want to tell you that God really loves you. When the little angel disappeared between the cold and the rain, I closed my door and read every word of the flyer. Then I went to the attic to remove the chair and rope. I didn't need them anymore. As you see now, I am a happy daughter of the king. As the direction of the boy when he left was to this church, I came personally to say thank you to the little angel of God who came just in time and in fact to rescue my life from an eternity in hell and replaced it with an eternity in God's presence. Everyone cried in the church and the pastor came down from the pulpit to the first bench of the front where the little angel was sitting. He took his son in his arms and cried uncontrollably. Some of times all of us can get weary and not feel like sharing the gospel. Even pastors. But this little 11-year-old boy showed us What Jesus meant when he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Did he give her a lot of scripture? No. Did he give a a great oratory of of all of God's commands and what he wants for her life? No. All he had to do was he had a flyer in his hand and he handed it to her with a smile and said, Jesus loves you. Sometimes, folks, that's all we need to do. All we need to do is get out of our comfort zone and get up and go. Go to our next door neighbor. Go to somebody down the street. Go to that person at work who you can tell is just having a horrible day and just say, hey, can I pray with you? It's it's just those little times, those little moments, but it only comes when we have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in our lives that prompts us to go and to do those things. Without it, we're going to be minding our own business. We're going to be in our own world. We're going to be thinking it's cold outside, it's wet outside. I'm not going out there to hand out flyers. When the Holy Spirit may be prodding us to go. So the bottom line is we are all called to be witnesses, to be witnesses, to go. To go, when when we're told by Him to go into all the world, that means us. But the second part of this is we need empowerment to be effective witnesses. We need this power to be effective witnesses because in Acts 1 four and five it says and while staying with them he ordered them not to depart from jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the father which he said you heard from me for john baptized with water but you will be baptized with the holy spirit not many days from now you see jesus had already told them to go to go into all the world but now he is telling them to wait to wait for what to wait for the power, the power that he described in in Acts 1.8. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You see, once we have this power in our lives, once we allow the Holy Spirit to have control of our lives, all of a sudden we will be witnesses. Then it's not even an option. It's not a question of what, you know, am I deciding to be. When I allow the Holy Spirit to begin to work in my life on a regular basis, I will be a witness for Him. No matter where I go, no matter what I do, I will be proclaiming that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, why did they need this Holy Spirit? Why do we need this Holy Spirit? Let me give you just a few quotes to help you to understand why. First one is from uh, Corey Tim Boom. It says, I'm going to have to read it up here. Trying to do the Lord's work in your own strength is the most confusing, exhausting, and tedious of all work. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then the ministry of Jesus just flows out of you. You see, to try to do it in my own strength, it is the most confusing, it's the most tedious, it's the most fearful thing in the world. I I can't do it in my own strength, but as soon as I allow the Holy Spirit to come and begin to work in my life, it begins to flow out. It says like rivers of water will flow out, amen, spring up a well, all right, and let it flow. That's what the Holy Spirit does, He begins to just flow out of you that wherever you go, it just oozes out into other people. And they see it, and they know it, and they understand it. Let's put up the next quote. It says, If the Holy Spirit can take over the subconscious with our consent and cooperation, then we have almighty power working at the base of our lives. Then we can do anything we ought to do, go anywhere we ought to go, and be anything we ought to be. You see, when we when we consciously say, Holy Spirit, take over my life. Take over my mind. Take over every part of my life. Take over. He's not going to do it on his own. Old gentleman who led me to I can't help you with that at the moment. What in the world? Okay. (laughs) Whoo, that scared me half to death. (laughs) My pocket started talking to me. I didn't know what in the world that was. I didn't even say her name. (laughs) That threw me way off now. (sighs) Old gentleman, yes. When I first got saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit, Brother Epple was his name. He told me, he said, The Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. And at first, I never really understood that. It took me years of really walking with the Holy Spirit to understand what he's saying. And, you know, it's not like this person that's going to just go, oh, okay, I won't mess with you. You know, I won't bother you. That's not what he's talking about. A perfect gentleman asks, may I come in? It's not, a, it's not a thing of him just being timid and backward and, and, oh, whatever you want to do. It's more of he's asking. He's asking, can I work in your life? Can I move in your life? But he asks you, and it's your decision to say, yes, I would, or no, I don't. And if you say, no, I don't, he's a perfect gentleman and he steps back. But if he, you say, yes, he is a perfect gentleman and walks with you. You see, He wants to be a part of our lives, but we have to take over our subconscious with a consent and cooperation. We have to be able to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, give ourselves fully to Him, and then we can do anything, go anywhere, do anything that He's asking us to do. Let's do one more quote here. It says, The book of Acts is the best aid in approaching our work we do not find there anyone consecrating himself as a preacher, nor anyone deciding to do the Lord's work by making himself a missionary or a pastor. What we do see is the Holy Spirit Himself appointing and sending men out to do the work. You see, in the book of Acts, we don't see the, the early church saying, Hey, I'm going to go be a missionary. We do see where Paul and Barnabas were moved to go and they come before the church and they, they say, yes, we commission you to be missionaries to go. They prayed and, and the Holy Spirit led them to go and to become the first missionaries. You see, it's it's this thing of the Holy Spirit moving upon us to go. He may not be calling you to be a pastor or a missionary or whatever. He may be calling you to go to your next door neighbor and Bring them a pie that will tell them how much you love them and care for them. You understand what I'm saying? They may be in total despair and thinking nobody cares. And you walk over with a pie and it speaks more to them than you ever preaching to them, you ever doing anything else to them or for them. We've got to get this point where we understand that the Holy Spirit wants to work through each one of us. And He's not going to call you to do something you don't want to do. Okay? So get that out of your head. If I submit to Him, oh, He's going to make me be a missionary in Mongolia. <laughs> I mean, people... Have, have not received His power because they're afraid He's going to call them to go somewhere in the world they don't want to go. But let me just tell you, if you submit to His power, then no matter where He asks you to go, you're going to want to go. Yes. Amen. So you don't have to worry about it. When you submit to Him, He's going to take you and your talents, your abilities, what you can do, and He's going to look at that and He's going to say, I need you here. And wherever that is, you're going to say, Yes, I'm getting to be a witness for Christ here. Right here at this moment. And you see, that's what God wants us to do, is to submit to His Holy Spirit and let Him move through us. I've got one more quote I want to share with you this morning. It says, if you are walking with Jesus in the Spirit, you need not fear going too far. No believer has gone as far as God wants him to go. You don't have to fear of being, oh, that's that radical person. Oh, that's that crazy person. So what? He's never taken, called any of us to go farther than we need to go. Or where He wants us to go. He's going to take us right where He wants us to be. And when we're right in the... There is no happier, more fulfilling place to be than right in the center of God's will. That's it. There's nothing else. I want nothing else in my life than to be right in the middle of God's will for my life. Not for your life. Not for your thought of how my life should be. Not even my thought of where it should be, but right in the middle of where his will says I should be. And when I am there, when I am there and I am being this witness and I am doing what he's called me to do, I will be in the happiest, most fulfilling place I've ever been in my entire life. That's it. That's all there is. You see, in our own strength and power, we can do very little. But when we have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, there is nothing, nothing that we cannot do. Peter went from never knowing what to say or how to say it, always fumbling over those words and saying the wrong things, to preaching in front of a multitude and seeing 3,000 come to Christ. Paul gained the strength to stand up against the changing culture to proclaim Jesus as the only way through His empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You see, Paul encouraged young Timothy in, in Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. He says, For, the, for this reason I remind you, to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Without the Holy Spirit working in us and through us, we are paralyzed by our fear. We won't be able to be the witness. We won't be able to do what God has called us to do. We won't be able to do it. But with His empowerment, we can do all things. Because He has not given us a spirit of fear, but a love and power, a sound mind, a self-control in our lives. The Holy Spirit does these things in us, folks. You see, I can't be an effective witness without the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. Because without it, I live in fear. Fear of what men are going to think. Fear of doing the wrong thing. Fear of thinking the wrong thoughts. Fears of all kinds of things. But when I have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, I have the power and the love and self-control that I need to be an effective witness in this world. We need this empowerment to break the hold of fear in our lives. Period. We need this empowerment to break the hold of fear. Peter, on that day of Pentecost, the fear in him was broken. Was broken, defeated. Because he received an empowerment that all of a sudden made him bold as a lion. It wasn't in his own strength. His own strength had him hiding in a room somewhere with the blinds closed and hoping nobody was coming by and hearing him. But when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he stood up in front of the multitude and proclaimed, this is what was prophesied in the prophet Joel. You see, he was able to proclaim the message, be that witness to to do what God had called him to do only through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Pastor if you want to go ahead. So, this morning, I want to encourage you to cry out for a greater empowerment of the Holy Spirit. If you have never received that empowerment of the Holy Spirit to come upon your life in such a way that you know that, man, I have received an, a power from God that is beyond me, that is beyond my capability, that, that I can't do this anymore on my own strength, I need something else then today, you need to ask for that. You need to cry out for that. Folks, we, we can't live in this world today without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I'm just telling you, you can't do it. You're going to fall. If you're trying to do it in your own strength, you will fall. It's just a matter of when. It's not if. Because the enemy, is he is strong right now. And he is trying to defeat the church. He is going after it with everything that he's got. Trying to defeat culture, trying to defeat everyone. He's trying to destroy families. He's trying to destroy homes. He's trying to destroy our children, our youth. He's trying to destroy everything. Every moral fiber in this entire world he is trying to destroy. And without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we can't make it. We need him. I need him. I need him more today than I did yesterday. I need him more, more than ever before. God never called you to be his witness in your own strength. However, he has called you to receive the power of the Holy Spirit so that you will be his witness. With his empowerment, you don't have to strive. You don't have to try. You don't have to go, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to be a witness? What am I going to do? It will flow right out of you. It'll flow. Let me take you back to the first two slides, that first one of Corey Timboom. Trying to do the Lord's work in your own strength. Is the most confusing exhausting and tedious of all work but when you are filled with the holy spirit then the ministry of jesus just flows out of you it, if you're doing it and you're just confused you don't know where to go you don't know what to do you don't know how to be and you you want to be but you just don't know what to do you need the power of the holy spirit and if you've been baptized in the holy spirit great if you haven't great You can still seek after His empowerment today. I don't care whether you've been baptized for 30 years. You need more today than you needed yesterday. And He wants to give you more power, more strength, more of Himself to help you and strengthen you in your witness for Him. That second one the Holy Spirit can take over the subconscious with our consent and cooperation then we have almighty power working at the base of our lives then we can do anything we ought to do go anywhere we ought to go and be anything we ought to be but we need that Holy Spirit at the base of our lives, that needs to be the foundation of where we are so today as we close the service and Pastor Lauren begins to say, I just want you to find that place. I, I want you to stand with me today. I'm going to ask the ministry leaders if they'll go ahead and come up here to the front. If you want to have somebody pray with you, do that. If you want to pray where you're at, that's fine. But I want you to ask God to empower you like never before. Like never before in your life. Say, God, I need that empowerment because, God, I know I need to be a better witness. I need to be a witness that is empowered by your Holy Spirit today. God, I need a fuller fullness of that Holy Spirit in my life. I need you. Let's just ask him. Let's just ask him for it today as Pastor Lauren begins to sing right now. I have decided to follow Jesus. turning back if you're here this morning you have that gift of the Holy Spirit in your life working and manifest through the gift of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues I want to ask you to do that this morning I want you to just begin to pray in tongues I just want you to begin to pray out loud Lord we just thank you this morning I want you to cry out right now I want you to say God I want everything that you have for my life I want everything that you have I want that empowerment of my life like never before because God I want to be your witness I want to go I don't want to be those one of those that you say don't need it because I'm not willing because God I'm willing today I'm willing to go and be your witness God empower me God give me every bit of power that you have God to be that witness God so that I can go into all the world and proclaim the gospel Lord Oh Jesus, Unda Oh God empower us. God, us right now, Lord. God, to be your witnesses. God, empower us. God, we want this gift, Lord God, so that we can be your witness. God, not so that we can have our own benefits. Not so we can have something that's going to make us feel good. But God, that will empower us to be, God, an effective and good witness for you, Lord God. That people will look at our lives and they will see, God, you. They will see you in us, oh, so Holy Spirit home and just move in people's lives right now, Lord, I pray. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, and power right now power right now, Lord God, and empowerment right now over every life, over every heart, every mind. Oh God, give them that power of your Holy Spirit, God, that they need to be your witnesses, Lord God, in this earth. God, let us not be satisfied with where we are. God, let us have a hunger, a desire, a drawing, a yearning, Lord God, for your Spirit. God, like never before in our lives. God, that we would be more effective in everywhere that we go. God, that your Holy Spirit would just flow like a river, God, through us and out of us and into this world around us. Oh, God, help us to be witnesses. God, help us to not be afraid, not to live in fear, but God, to live in the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord God, with the love and power and sound mind, God, that you have given us, God, through your Spirit. Oh, Jesus, I'm asking you now, God, to just do this in us. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God, to submit to the Holy Spirit in our lives. God, to submit to your Holy Spirit in our lives. To be obedient to the Holy Spirit's leading, the Holy Spirit's prompting. God, I want to be like this little boy that won't, won't give up and won't, won't sit at home because it's cold and rainy and it's outside, God, he'll get up and he'll go because he knows that people still need Jesus on a rainy day. God, I want to be that person. I want to be that person, Lord God, that it doesn't matter what's going on in my life, what my circumstances are. God, I'm going to go. I'm going to proclaim your word. I'm going to proclaim to everyone that I meet that you are Lord, that you love them and you care for them. God, help me, God, to not let my flesh get in the way, but God, to be by your spirit. By your spirit, oh God. Paula na masita ra masita ra ma masura Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Just one holy Jesus. Convict us of the things that we need to get rid of. Oh, God, convict us. But then empower us. But then empower us. Oh, Jesus, we pray. Your name, your mighty name. Jesus, I just ask you now to just fill each one with your power as they go from this place, Lord. God, that we will go out in this world and we will go. We will go as you commanded us to go into all the world and preach the gospel, making disciples of all people. God, of just going out and just telling people who you are, showing them in our lives and our actions and our motives and everything that we are, Lord God, as we testify of your greatness in our lives today. Pray these things now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. We love you. Pray that you will just go out in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and be his witness this week. God bless you. Have a great week. For those that are in our small group, we are not meeting tonight. It's the uh, Super Bowl weekend and all that, and a bunch couldn't come, and so our small group will not meet tonight, just so that you know. God bless. for listening. We hope you'll tune in next week for another great sermon from Grace Point Assembly of God.